Hi guys, so before we begin this episode, I just wanted to take you through some updates on the Quantum Creatives community. If you haven't joined it yet, it's on a link in the description of the podcast. The whole goal of Quantum Creatives is really to foster a safe space for creatives, a place where we can connect and share all our experiences as a group. So that's the whole thing. I really hope you guys join that because we post updates about events that we'll be doing in the future. And we just had our first live podcast and open forum, the Quentuhan series, where we got to meet a bunch of different filmmakers. I finally got to meet some of the listeners face-to-face, and it's really such a relief to finally meet all of you guys. And it was such a nice vibe. People were were meeting, we were talking about things, they were asking questions to the guests directly which is really what I want to do for the podcast in the long run. So yeah, just join our group and stay on standby for any new events that we might have in the future. Hi, I'm Gia Puyat, and this is Quantum Creatives, a podcast to get to know the stories, strategies, and lessons of Filipino creatives from different fields. Quantum Creatives is produced by Anima Podcasts. Okay, so our next guest on the podcast is someone who I've been wanting to have on for a very long time. That is Drew Arellano. He is someone who I actually met on one of my first advertising jobs many years ago. And he is such a nice guy. So I really remembered him. And I always thought, shit, I saw Makawasi Drew's podcast one day. And we talk about a lot of good stuff here. My goal, as always, with these interviews is not to provide like the same showbiz interviews or whatever, even if we're interviewing these celebrities. But I really wanted to get into the weeds with Drew. And hopefully, I can give you guys something that you don't normally see in other interviews. So some highlights of our conversation, some of the favorite stuff that really stood out to me were one, all of his experiences as a travel host. So he's been doing this travel thing for almost 20 years. And I don't know how many people you know who have done something like that, but it's just a crazy perspective and work ethic that goes into what he does for a living. Um, He talks about some of the highlights of all that 20 years. And it's interesting how he says that it's not normally the, the sites or the beautiful places he sees in the destinations, but the people he meets. And he also shares some of the funny, like, horror stories, some crazy shit that happened to him and the crew over the years. We also get into his life as an endurance athlete. He says, triathlon saved my life. A lot of insight there on health and wellness. Really work-life balance, no? So I think he's really the guy to talk to and find insight on how he's able to balance being a family man, being an athlete, and being a career guy. And lastly, one of my favorite things is how he says that humor plays a huge part in how he lives his life. I mean, if you listen to our conversation, he's such a friendly, amiable guy and really easy to get along with. And, you know, I like it that he doesn't really take himself too seriously. I think it's a healthy dose of humor that we can learn from Drew. So that's it. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Drew Aureliano. Okay, so welcome to another episode of Quentong Creatives. And today we have Drew Arellano. He is a man with many roles. He's a host who's been traveling the Philippines for 10 years now and seven seasons with the hit travel show Behaini Drew. He's a co-founder of the performance wear brand Vamos. And most of all, he's a family man, father of four kids. 
you can see him talk about his family life with his wife Ia on the podcast Life with Arellanas. Welcome to the show, Drew. Finally, nice to have you here. Thanks for having me, Gio, man. It's been such a long time, bro. Yeah, mahabang na catch up natin ano prior to the recording. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was just telling you before we recorded, like I, you kind of like emerged from, I guess, my explore feed sa IG, not explore, but sa, sa IG feed ko because of your movie reviews, and I really enjoyed them. Super Dude, appreciate it. Yeah, I always get kilig when when people you know um, reach out and geek out with me with the shows. And Drew actually put me on to Severance. You know, while we're on it, like he said, bro, you should watch Severance. Yeah. Oh my and god. And I did. I watched it with my wife. So I'm mind blowing. And like the second season is gonna come out this year. Are you so kidding me? There's a second season. Again. Yes. Yes. Oh, <laughs> can't wait for that. Mm. Well, thanks for the recommend. man. Um, but yeah, I really wanted to you know sit down with you, catch up. And talk with you because it's been a while. So for for those who don't know, like I met Drew um, on set way back when I was starting my filmmaking advertising career, like 2013. Um, we were shooting in Hawaii, Hawaii pa. So I'm sorry to name, like it was for Vaseline Men. We were covering the um, Xterra Triathlon. So Drew was one of the contestants, um, and that was a, such a memorable shoot for me and the crew. We got to fly to Hawaii. We stayed in the house with Sir Drew, Sir Mateo, and it was such an experience because we were living on like this beautiful house on the cliff overlooking oh. the Maui, um, yeah. in Maui, right in yeah. the Pacific Ocean. I was like, I, I couldn't believe I was there. I was like fresh off college. I'm like, what a sweet gig, and um, yeah, what that's why like I really remember Drew because he was one of the most like amiable, friendly guys I ever met the parang talent show but he was so you know kind with the crew and one of the things I really remember um I'll just bring up this story it was one the tsunami warning <laughs> so like <laughs> a day before we were gonna shoot the event there was a tsunami warning like sirens going off in the islands um, and we shared that experience and the second one is um We woke woke up like the next day, and then Drew was cooking spam for us. <laughs> like such a nice guy. Like he was making breakfast for the crew, and you even cut out um, you cut the spam into an M. I remember that because <laughs> our production house before was Manila Man, and then Drew's like, <laughs> I made like special spam for you, like in the shape of an M. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's just I wanted to put that memory up front. <laughs> As talents, we were so. Lucky to share that opportunity with you guys. Like you guys were also, you know, up and coming, and you guys were also like talking the same language. You guys were so cool, and I think it it was th- th- that vibe that you guys had and we had, and then with a very like hang loose vibe in Hawaii. It was just like a perfect <laughs> match, yeah. you know. It's it's yeah. Those are good times. Yeah, those yeah. are good times. Yeah, super memorable, man. I'm glad to be to be back here, kind of talking about it with you. <laughs> Let's start kind of with the background, though. So you mentioned earlier that you grew up in a household where you know that was the kind of values instilled in you. Um, I kind of want to just shed some light now on your life, like pre-showbiz, no? Because I know not a lot of people know about it, and I do know that you went into advertising as your first job, no? Um, so yeah, could you just tell tell us about that? Like, what led to, I don't know, like, what was your course in college, and what did you think you were gonna do, growing up? I think most of us would 
pretty much have the same, I guess, uh, mindset going to college. You never really know what you want to do. You want to put your foot in the door. You don't really know what you want to do for most of us. So what I kind of signed up for was business management, uh, Leocom, in psychology and business management. But when I was majoring in psychology, I was like, I don't think this is for me. So I, I dropped out of psychology and I pretty much uh, shifted from business management to I wanted advertising. Talaga. Or I was probably exposed with that type of um, circle or that type of uh, that flow. But I'm, I kind of, kind of like what they're doing, like, you know, creating commercials and stuff. So I go, hey, I, you know what? I'm going to shift to advertising. Uh, apparently, we didn't slot in advertising. And the next next best thing was marketing management. So I took up marketing management. Um, and so I graduated from, from La Salle. But I still uh, landed uh, an advertising job nga, uh, as an account manager and not creatives because I really wanted creatives. But I, my, my, my educational background wasn't really, you know, sufficient. I just actually uh, worked there for a year. It was a Filipino um, and family-owned advertising agency, uh, Jay Romero. Years after, I kind of found out now, what, what do you mean there's another, there's an account manager to Duke Marketing Communications Plan and there's another account manager to deal with the clients and there's another account manager to talk to creatives? I was doing all of that, you know. So <laughs> I guess that was I was a uh, that was also pretty good in terms of training. But yeah, that's that's pretty much. It was just a year, uh, one year stint in advertising. Oh, it's interesting. Now you worked for Jay Romero, but like I actually did like a I did some work for them last year for like a oh really Duncan ad, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, Duncan has been there with them since time immemorial, bro. I, yeah, I noticed that. was a special relationship for them. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Super, yeah. super. But um, anyway, yeah. So I wanted to ask about how um, usually it's a showbiz, but like opportunities kind of snowball into other things, and mm -hmm. sometimes it's really serendipitous. Can you tell us about that first commercial you had and how things got rolling for you? Okay, you you know it's funny. Um, because my my it wasn't through our agency, it was through my mom. It was through my mom, and my mom goes, "Hey, my friend just opened up a talent agency," and I'm like, "Okay, can you do a VTR for them?" I'm like, um, "Mom, I work in <laughs> the advertising industry, so I, I mean, no, just go do a VTR," which I did, and that kind of landed me that Sun Silk commercial, which was at that time TriMedia. Uh, TV, print, and radio. And it was such a big campaign that um, after that, um, one of my dad's clients, my dad was a lawyer, by the way, um, but he passed away a few years ago. But one of my dad's clients was um, Tito Boy, Abunda, uh, which has been my manager since day one. Anyway, but before that, he goes, one meeting, he goes, Andrew. I think uh, because of the commercial, you can actually, you know, start in the business. I'm like, really? I don't think so. And then my dad goes, you know what? You should try. I mean, I, you're done with college. I mean, if it doesn't work for you, then, you know, go back. So that kind of started it. That kind of started it. Just a nudge from, from my dad. And 
And of course, Tito Boy being Tito Boy. Um, yeah, man, that kind of nice. started everything. I love the Tito Boy impression there. Salamin, ito, Drew. I think Salamin. Anyway. Susunod. Yeah, so was there something that clicked, you know, when you were in front of the camera? I mean, cut to like, you know, decades later, that's something you'll be doing for the rest of your career. Was there something that you enjoyed being in front of the camera? No, it's funny that, I don't know, it was never, it was, there, there wasn't any magical feeling, huh? but mind you, some of my kababatas, who I'm, I'm still friends with, you know, from Savior, they're like, you know, we, we knew that you were really destined to be in front of the camera. I'm like, huh? Really? So they, they, were, they, were, they had that, um, not sure b- because of my personality. Um, I, I really have no idea, but being in front of the camp, I don't know, dude. Like, it's so funny. Like, until now, it's nothing special. It's just like, Lala now with my work for the last couple of, for nearly two decades, um, Lala and I have been doing kasi, the travel show for 18 years now. 10 years with Biaini Drew, but a few years with uh, the original travel show. It's like, the, when I talk to the camera, I, I talk to another person. Right. It's kind of weird. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's not really like, that's why, it's easier for me to, to be a host and be conversational than to actually act. I guess, I don't know. Maybe that's why I kind of shifted to hosting. I tried acting for, for, for a good number of years, but I really kind of like shifted and medio maintained my, uh, my, 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 ho- my hosting, I know, um, pro- uh, hosting stance then nga sa side na yon. Um, because yeah, it, I think it was, it's more, if, if it, if it's more natural for me, then it's easier for me, I guess. If if I'm like, I, I, I think you know, Gio, if, like I talk to you, that's pretty much how I talk in front of the camera yes. and how I talk with, with my family and to my you friends. Much. So, parang it's easy. It's it's easier, yeah. I guess. No, mm-hmm. that makes so much sense, you know, um, like the way you said where you, you just treat the camera like another person that you want to take on this trip. Because I think the the mood and tone of Behind It Drew is very... Like I feel your enthusiasm, though, and that's kind of your energy. Like you're really easy to talk to. You make people feel at ease, and you know maybe maybe that's what your friends were talking about. Now they knew that you would have you know ended up in front of the cam, not in some like um like a theatrical you know attention hungry way, but more of like a a friendly, uh, easy to hang out with kind of guy. You know. I hope um, so. I I mean yeah, I I, I really hope so. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I'm curious. You know, how did the travel show start? No, um, I think it was. Yeah, were ma milika ba bumayahe dante or uh, what was the? You know, how did you get into that? This is funny. I didn't want to take the job. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, people would be like, "What? Are you crazy? That that's probably like the best job in the world, right? I mean, travel show and everything." But during that time, Gio, I was doing the morning show, Unang Hirit, Jimmy Seven, which, dude, that's Monday to Friday. And mind you, I was a satellite host. And, um, you know, I'd wake up 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the morning, not knowing where my location would be that morning. And normally, it's provinces. So, isipin mo na lang, bro, like, Every single day for 10 years. And at that time, kasi, I was also doing What's Up, What's Up 
on Studio 23. So I think I had that very unique um, position where I was doing both channels, Channel 7 and Channel 23. After like a year yata or a year and a half with um, What's Up, Was Up on Studio 23, Jimmy was like, all right, you can't do that anymore. So we're going to, we're going to like, hey, you got to sign this contract. We're giving you like a, a travel show. And I'm like, wait, hold on. How am I going to do the travel show? I'm doing when I eat it. Like you do it, you do it Saturday, Sunday. And I'm like, you mean to tell me I'm going to be working every day? <laughs> I grew up, uh, I grew up with, you know, you know, with my dad saying Saturday, it's do anything you want day. All right. You can do anything. But Sunday, Sunday is family day. So, so I took that to heart like all my life until now. So, I can't work Sunday. I can't work Sunday. So they kind. So that's why one of the reasons why, like, no, I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't want to take that job. But then they kind of like found a way. Na, oh no! So Friday, you you're done with unang it Friday morning. Why not? You do. You you start the travel show. Friday after Unang it and then you fly back Saturday night. I'm like, hmm, all right, let's do it. So that's that's how it started, bro. Like initially, I didn't want, but uh, it's a it's a life lesson for me because if there are opportunities opening, you know, um, try it out. If it doesn't work, then mm-hmm. leave. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, that's still like a really busy schedule. And I understand why there is, I know, parang may hesitation sa simula, no? but. You seem to have really like settled into the role, and around that time, I think hindi pa usay yung wanderlust, eh, mga hashtag wanderlust, eh, na wala pang travel content. And I think maybe at the time, tama ba like sila Anthony Bourdain were just kind of, you know, getting famous with the show, and it started to look like a dream job for everyone. Um, but I'm curious how you were able to settle into like the mood and tone of the show, because biyahe is so successful for me, because parang it's you, eh. it's it's your enthusiasm. For sharing destinations, um, and it's it's sincere, the ba? Walang parang pa influencer whatever. It's just it's it's just like a friend taking you around, no? So I'm curious, how did you settle into that, and how did you start enjoying it and making it your own? Initially, we started with the travel show called Balik Bayan. Um, Balik Bayan, uh, it it was a celebrity oriented travel show. So my tour guide was a celebrity per episode. Like, for example, Tom Cruise comes from Sikihor. Tom Cruise would fly me. We're going to fly there with my crew. And then Tom Cruise would show me around. Like, this is where I, you know, studied. That that Sadi Sadi store was my favorite because I'd go to, oh, and then we'd go to the, you know, um, touristy spots there. So that was pretty much the the theme of the show it worked so well like i mean i had the best time with the stars for a day like oh man i'm telling you every single week one star with me i get to talk to the whole day like that's crazy you know super what a what a great experience um that kind of that kind of um, lasted for like five, six years. 
and we were so we were so like sad when they wanted to change the the theme or the handle of the travel show, um, which we did eventually. Um, it became weekend getaway, wherein I'd surprise two people, like uh, non celebrities, bro, like two people. You show up, you don't know what you're gonna do. Here are two tickets, and then here are challenges. So that kind of lasted for two years. And that, for me, that kind of didn't work. <laughs> I mean, like, are, are you sure you still need me? Like, but I, I, don't, I don't experience it anymore. Like, huh? So, so anyway, that kind of didn't work for me. And within that, it didn't work. Then. Um, so that's why um, our, uh, my boss, still my boss, uh, the program manager said, you know what? You've been traveling for such a long time. Let's just make it a travelogue. Like, behind me, Drew. Like it's it's pretty much experiential because you can you already have another you know basis for comparison you you've done it so pretty much you you've toured the Philippines and so at least just go 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 do your thing I'm like you're gonna name the show after me oh cool I mean and you guys are gonna produce it sure I mean so that kind of started it napanang all right and mind you at this time eight years in with my crew. So, alam na namin yung galawan. Like, I'm so close to them already. You know, um, they uh, they don't need to tell me what to do, and I, I no one needs to tell them what they need to do. It's like a special language that we have already. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you brought that up because it's it's something I wanted to ask too. Um, I got to shoot the travel show too for like just two years, and then you got to meet the guys we were with because when we were shooting in Hawaii 2013, like. These were the same guys I was shooting the travel show with before. And parang, there's really something about going through these experiences na under time pressure, like travel ka, you spend long hours together, nagkaka connection, And I can only imagine what it's like for you guys who've been doing this for so long. And sometimes I, I kind of, there's like an ana- analogy sa band, eh. Parang, if you guys, mm. you guys are playing music together for so long, minsan di na kayo nag. Kokentuan, eh. tingin na lang, eh. alam niyo niya na lang papasok eh. Mm. So yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what's um, what's it been like, now like working with these people, forming the tight bond with the crew? Ah, uh, there's nothing quite like it because um, it's funny that I like for some, cause I bond when we do our Biahero runs. We always find the time to put a run in. And some people, that's our bonding time. Also, we talk about stuff. And it's funny that recently, one of our runs, we talked about the show. Like, you know, like, you know we, we just reminisce. And at the same time, we're like, yeah, it's like, until when? Bato? You know what I mean? Of course, we talk about that. Not because it's been such a long time. And, and some, some crew members were like, I'm actually just here for because being bonding, being samahan. It's not work anymore. You look forward to that part of the week because one it's something different that you feature two you're experiencing new stuff with the people that you love and co- you're comfortable with so you're just like every single every single week you're forging another special experience with the group of people which i call family already right so wala lang parang that's that's how it is na that's a good place to be in, man. Like when you're at a place of work with 
people you enjoy doing the work with you know that's i think that's that's always like something to aspire to you know um but like also um so means and tumitibay din yung bond no when you guys grew through something crazy and something difficult um and that's something that happened to us too before like we we were shooting in samar shooting on a cave and then we ran out of water we had to hike back to the the town it took like four hours and then we were looking up the trees looking for buko madilim na wala na kami ilaw like some people thought they were gonna die for real <laughs> so may mga natatakot talaga um yeah yeah i don't know if you can remember this or are there any stories like where you guys you know had some crazy shit going a down? ton a ton bro <laughs> like um uh well one of those one of those classic stories would be uh normally we'd uh we'd feature like uh an island called turtle island because it's shaped like a turtle right? i usually ah, uh, you know bird's eye view it's shaped like a turtle so one time i saw the you know i, I read the it is like ah snake island all right let's feature snake island so we go to this island and we're like all right so what are we gonna feature here and then just like like when <laughs> when we stepped out of the boat we're like, holy shit! Are wait, hold on. <laughs> are those snakes? <laughs> so apparently, it was a. It's called Snake Island because there are a lot of snakes there. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> and I was like, wait, and I, and I spoke to the tour guide. I was like, what? Wait, why are we here? Pumupunta po ba dito yung mga turista? Hindi po. So bakit po tayo nandito? Kasi po yung researcher nyo sinabi, and I look at my researcher, I'm like, Barbs, oh my, asensya na, <laughs> hindi ko rin alam. Tinanong ko sa, sa tour guide, uh, kuya, hindi naman siguro poisonous tong mga ahas na to. Sir, uh, very poisonous. So, ano, ano pag ginagawa natin dito? Anyway, cut the long story short, we, we still feature the place. Um, we saw like huge python on top. I mean, there are like snakes everywhere. Alright, that's, it's it's crazy. It was it was really crazy. Wow. Uh, he, he almost got fired because of that. <laughs> because na, Shampre, you don't want you don't want the man to you know pretty much uh, take a risk and like you know risk people's lives, diba, shooting. But that's one of them. But the second one probably that we all we always discuss about this. Like diba, a lot of people would say, all right, what's what's one thing that you don't want to do anymore? There was this place. It's called in in, I think in Bukidnon. I think yeah, it's called Vertical Bivouac. Okay, that sounds All right. ominous. <laughs> so uh, of course you know you you read the IIT. It's called Vertical Bivouac. All right. So we go to this place, uh, at the foot of the mountain, and the guide goes, "All right, this is what you need to do. All right, wait, what? How much do you weigh? All right, blah 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 blah. blah. Okay, so we have to wait." When the sun goes down, that's when we climb. Okay, using a harness. Yes, using a harness, you have to pull yourself up. All right? On your own. On our own. Okay. And then we have to reach that area. Okay. So we started pulling. Pull, pull. Dude, it took us four hours. And mind you, mind you, I was never, I was never, how should I say this? Out of being conditioned, like, I've always been active and, you know, with, with everything, running, whatever. So 
Ko, why is my heart beating so fast for a good number of hours? And I look at my crew. Siyempre, paano pa sila, di ba? I mean, so we pull our shell. We're pulling, pulling, pulling. Pitch black, bro. So talagang, you're like super tense and everything. And I was talking to my my, my crew assistant, Carmen and Carmen. Like, punyata, bakit natin ginagawa to? <laughs> anyway, we reached the top. There's like a deck. We we ha- we had to sleep there. Then naka harness, bro. Like we had to make, yeah, naka harness and everything. Anyway, cut the long story short. It, it was it was like probably like the most uncomfortable, super natalkami for our lives. Super, as in like okay, this is I think this is borderline dangerous now. Like yeah, hey, I can skydive, no problem, any day. But this one, this one is like, I is is. Is, is this like secure? This cable is secure enough? Like, it, it was pretty crazy, bro. It was pretty crazy. But, but yeah, like what you said about those, uh, like scary situations and experiences that you share with, kind of forge the kind do. of forge that yeah. friendship. Yung mamaya pagtatawan nyo na lang sa inuman ano para para hindi ginawa si Snake Island. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I actually like asking you know other people about you know stories on the road, um, but also like people who travel a lot. Like I actually had Atom Araoli on the show too. You know he's been out on assignment a lot, and I always like ask because parang you guys are exposed to something not a lot of people are exposed to. Like most people, they go to work, they go home, they stay in Metro Manila sometimes all their lives. Um, but you guys kind of got like a big sample size of. Filipino culture, like everywhere, man. Like you've probably been everywhere by by this time. Um, have has there been anything that kind of stood out? Na parang something that you notice, like observations on like Filipino culture. Something that you're, you're always like, you know, appreciative to see. Ganyan. Yeah, you know, um, I I guess besides the besides the touristy spots like oh wow that's a nice blue lagoon or wow um you know nice um nice mountain to hike great views or yummy food for me usually it's the people that i get to talk to like i don't know i th- th- there there's oh my god i think it's the interesting cuentos and our experiences are usually with lolas I mean, it it becomes a funny conversation, and every we 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 laugh about it. Even even the whole crew, the whole the whole team with the Lola or with the no, and it's normally with Lola. So I don't know. Sometimes we don't understand each other. Sometimes because of that language barrier, we I don't know something something funny comes out maybe or. And it's of course it's it's not scripted, so talagang it's it just pops out, um, humor pops out. But um, it's after a good number of years, it's then I realized, I go, oh man, yeah, we're featuring places and food, but the true gem it is pretty much the people. Sila talaga yung yeah, pare, it's iba talaga yung nauwikot, yung nakukwento ko when I get home. And usually, it's not something you would like be able to translate on a documentary or travelogue. Oh, adito si ate, ito yung niya. But it's so it's personal, no? Very personal, very personal. 
Yeah. I actually I wanted to ask you about uh like food. Um you guys probably end up eating in different places all the time and just the other day in your stories nagreply ako I saw you guys you were eating there was there were like maggots being cooked in a wall <laughs> with with yeah. other may mga kamatis may mga ano oh, ano kaya to anong lasa nito <laughs> So uh, those are called locally they're called uoks Apparently they uh, they're pests they 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 eat coconut trees So if sabihin natin yung coconut tree Uh, are, is pretty much dead na. You'll find them inside the coconut tree. Uh, so the locals, they eat that, apparently. And I'm like, uh, don't you just want to eat chicken or pork or, I mean, fish? <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, of course, it's always good TV, you know, those exotic food. But uh, they, <laughs> what they do is um, they cook it With butter, garlic, um, uh, butter, garlic, sile, and yeah, uh, pretty much. Yun yung ano. Uh, of course, they put their salt and pepper, and then they put the live uo, those fat worms. It's in my head. All right, I'll try it out. Took a bite, and I'm like, hey, it's not that bad. <laughs> It kind of tastes like when you overcook egg. When you overcook egg, kasi parang may konting crunch. And of course, nangingibabaw din yung spice. And normally kasi, di ba, yun yung gagawin talaga nila. Yeah, okay to. Just dip it in suka at sime. I mean, di ba, anything, anything like, no, oh, yes, this worm? Yeah, live yan. You just dip it in suka and sile and it's gonna be so good. And you're like, yeah, okay, I'll try it. Yeah, it does. It just tastes like suka and sile, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> But yeah, um, it's a matter of that that mindset we're in. Okay, at least I tried, right? So yeah, and that's yeah. that's gotten you far, man. Like you know, just at least <laughs> at least just try it out, right? Just like try when you started out, a travel show, just try it out. Subok, and we have this. And my business partner and I, we, when we do uh, like you know. Um, Uh, new vamos ideas we're like hashtag subok lang na subok that's that's our mindset eh. yeah tira na lang tira nice. subok lang na subok so yeah. actually sige I might as well ask about vamos no um because yeah I love the brand man like honestly when I'm in like a fitness store and I'm looking for something for my running or like biking like it always kind of catches my eye because it's like I like that design and yan ay vamos pala to um so yeah like how did that start and Why did you choose to do like this active lifestyle stuff while while you're you know already you have a family you have this hosting gig, what prompted that? Uh, my background was really uh, being an entrepreneur. Um, I left I left the house. I left my family really uh, when I was uh, still in college. My brother had this condo. I stayed here, and then of course I took care enough of rent and everything. That's why I wanted to start my own business, which I did with um, a neighbor of mine. We start we we started selling cue sticks, and that kind of yeah, that kind of started my you know pagiging entrepreneur, my sparring partner who actually uh, eventually became my business partner, Javier Vives. We were on our bikes, and we were like. You know what? We need to. 
I mean, I personally, I'd go to like a bike shop and a running shop, not to actually buy something. It's just like you enter, like for example, you enter ROX, you're not going to buy anything or you enter North Face or whatever. You just want to like look at stuff. But most of the time, you can't buy each and every time like because it's expensive. So with that idea, we're like, how about... How about we we think of a we started with the price. What I mean, what's a good price that you can actually like, you know, you can actually buy. Like every single time you go there, you can actually buy. We're like, okay, 395 pesos. I think so. So okay, we can probably think of socks. Yeah, socks. So we started with socks at that time. Um, we didn't have any local uh competitors. Lahat na mga socks kasi, they were imported. The price point was pretty much more than a thousand bucks. Kinikilig pa rin ako, syempre, dahil nga, it, it was a baby of ours, you know, back in 2014. Now, we're in nine years in, di ba? Parang, wala lang. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Nice. Um, sige, so I did want to segue over to health and fitness naman, which I know you're really passionate about. And I think that's kind of what started you guys to do VAMOS, di ba? Um, and I met you while you were doing triathlons for Xterra. Um, yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to, like an update, no? Like, how what? How has your journey with endurance sports, you know, changed from today? I mean, you're one of the people who are really busy. You're a dad. You're an entrepreneur, a host, and you know, I wanted to ask you how important is movement, you know, in your right. in your career. Um, I never stopped. Uh, because I guess it became a lifestyle, you know. Um, and I, I and I always tell this to everybody that triathlon saved my life because it it taught me, you know, you know, to be very time conscious, to be very, um, you know, disciplined, to be patient, um, to be you know resilient, um, uh, to just like. Uh, Harden the fuck up. I mean, that's that's si Wang Odpay nagtatunya na HDFU. I'm sure hindi niya gets kung ano yung tinatunya sa akin. But anyway, um, yeah, these are like lots of like um lessons that I learned from triathlon, and it just it just stayed in my system and in my mind. And fast forward to a good number of years, like we talk about this, my wife and I were like, man, if I didn't do that. Then I would probably be overweight and whatever, and probably I wouldn't would be able to keep up with the kids, you know. So right now we're like we're still very conscious uh, of being active every single day, and um, the 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 main goal now is to try to lengthen our lives so that we we can spend more time with the kids and with of course with with one another. Divakamaniya. Um, but but yeah, and and dami kasing ano bro eh, and daming benefits from working out, you know. Like kami niya, we we talk about this because syempre, I'm a perfect couple, we still fight, but we know kapag mainit yung isa, one kind of you know backs down, right? But whenever we work out together, that's the t- after we work out, that's the time we talk about. The fight because good mood kami and then we talk about it. Na parang 
o nga pala yesterday, ganyan, ganyan. O nga, sorry, sorry. You know what I mean? So, t- timing is everything, but at the same time, the endorphins really, really help the situation. Um, so, yeah, bro. Like, uh, wala lang. I, I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that I picked up triathlon um, back in 2006. Um, I did stop triathlon, um, competitive triathlon, when my first son was born. So back in 2016, I'm like, all right, I can't do this anymore. I need to spend more time with, with my kid. That's why we started doing CrossFit, which was like shorter na lang yung training. Um, but yeah, that, that was also like, you know, um, such a blessing because you can't do like endurance sports the whole time. You also need to train your body to do, you know, to, 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 to do functional work, right? So that's why it's called functional fitness, right? And, and as, when, we, when we grow old, your muscles natin liliit and liliit. So I, I guess I, I, that's also that's also being mindful and very conscious of the fact that oh man, I got I got to do some heavy lifting then uh, one or two days in a week so that medyo ma maintain or kahit papano hindi mo wala yung muscles because I I still have to carry my apos eventually. <laughs> no, yeah, dude, same. Um, I I I like feel the same way about. Resistance training. Before I used to kind of, you know, not um, concentrate on it too much. Uh, but you know, like if your goal is longevity, diba? Um, in your old age, you, you try to watch out for stability, for like you know, try to be flexible. Because parang I think I read somewhere in a, a lot of causes for death for a lot of old people is loss of like falling down. You know, just something we take for granted now, diba? So. Um, yeah, that's 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 really ano nga, like a whole holistic thing that you're you're training, no? So so and actually one one of the Shepard, one of the um, podcast episodes that I, my favorite pretty much was they were talking about uh, lengthening your lives and and the guy who's pretty much in the forefront of trying to lengthen people's lives, uh, well, he was asked a question. Uh, okay, so if you're in the forefront, what do you do to lengthen your life? And he was like. Of course, you know, um, sleep is very important. I track my sleep. I would go, yes, chick. I use I use this ring. It's called an aura ring. It's it's a it's a sleep tracker. So every single morning, I check my my sleep score. So we joke about it. We joke about it. Like before, our friends are like, "All right, what's your five k PR? What's your marathon PR right now? What's your sleep score? Oh yeah, <laughs> what's yeah. your readiness score? Pretty much." Um, that's one sleep score. Yeah, I didn't know there was a ring. I used to think yeah, like, you just had to be like a, a fitness I, I can't tracker wear, watch. I can't wear a Casale watch because my kids, they play with it. So <laughs> they're going to have a hard time sleeping, you know? So that's why this was it's a major low-key. Um, but um, yeah, sleep and of course exercise and of course your 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 intake. Yeah, so pretty much yun yung sinabi niya, like intake, sleep, and... and, and um, um, what do you call this? Uh, uh, being active. So yun yung parang medyo dun ako very uh, mindful. Ingat. Like, ano lang? Sabi ko, all right. So one one glass of wine lang. Oh man, I, I actually do one bottle of wine. So I guess that's my. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we all have we have all, we have all... ours. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's super interesting, man. I, I've been kind of interested in that. Then I think are you talking about Huberman or Doctor Peter Atia? 
Yeah. Also Huberman. Um, yeah, also yeah. Huberman. Uh, it's funny. The past couple of days, it's all it's all been Huberman now. Um, but uh, a couple of, I think it was like a year ago when, because I, I I listened to Smart List. If I want to, you know, it's just light and funny. I listened to um, to uh, um, Armchair Expert Dax. One of Dax's guests was that guy who was at the forefront of lengthening uh, lives or longevity. But yeah, I forgot the name. Yeah, I think Peter Atia, maybe? Dr. P- Atia. Maybe, maybe, yeah. bro. Baka nga, baka I keep referring to him. Eh. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. But so, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I wanted to um, ask them about like discipline, right? Because um, usually like, when I talk to other creatives, we see that uh, the discipline still keeps coming up eh? and usually when we we expect it from athletes no but not really from people who do creative work right and it, it's interesting how um, for some people like people who do both like such uh, like you um, and it kind of bleeds into the other stuff you do in your life no okay uh, I do want to leave this um, fitness thing uh, and health when, when talking about recovery because um, I think that's something you know, we also should focus on, right? Like sleep, like you said, right? Um, and I think I, I read somewhere that you're into doing ice baths. I find that really interesting. Yeah. No, it's, I no, I just started a few months ago. I just started a few months ago, bro. So I thought, you know what? I, wa- I want to try to, you know, try, try out things so that I can recover faster. So I can feel fresher the next day so I can train again. So I thought, you know what? Why not try ice baths? Because I guess it's an in thing now. So, sakto, when I was running out, I see this ice truck outside the house, outside my condo. Like, kuya, kuya, magkano yan? Ito po, isang sako, 200 pesos. 200 pesos yan, grabe. Ang mahal pala lang na sa convenience store and whatnot. Oh, it's like, uh, okay. So, it's like, anyway, so I, got, I, I, I get his digits. So I, I I call him now. He's his name is Vincent. I call him Vincent Van Vincent Van Cold. Anyway, um, <laughs> oh, he should he should so, use that. Yeah, he's truck. my ice. He's my ice guy. He's your ice dealer. He, yeah, he's my ice. He's my ice dealer. Uh, um, but he he brings ice and then yung ice bath. Okay, I mean I stay there for ten minutes. Yeah, sometimes you feel like your 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 feet's gonna like explode. Ang sakit, bro. Ang sakit. But I do, I, and then I, 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 after ten minutes, I, I like submerge my my whole face now for like I try to, uh, I pretty much try to like probably like under the water for like one minute, and then I shiver like crazy now, and then I need to do warm water, and then I feel like a million bucks after that, bro. Shut up. Bro, I, I yeah, I was gonna say like, can you give me the number of your ice dealer? Because <laughs> um, I just tried it for the first time like two months ago. Um, I, I took this class in in Alabang. Like this guy was teaching in Wim Hof, in deep breathing method, and I I jumped into the ice bath after like a morning of like meditation and yoga, and and he was teaching us breathing techniques and. Yeah, it medyo na ano ako, mind blown ako kasi sobrang euphoric niya after. Like super. Like the first few minutes is like a flight or flight response na medyo super. you're tempted to do shallow breathing, but once you start to do deep breath, it's like wow, my inner heat pala ako and then it's 
yeah, it's almost kind of like psychedelic actually. So <laughs> I I got my I ordered one like I saw like this recovery pod pre-orders and I'm waiting for it to arrive today actually. So so brang psyched to to try it again. So I wanted to ask you about that. So yeah, give me an you know, Vincent Van Cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tip though, like, because I was thinking I have to buy from the convenience store like four or five bags. It's gonna be yeah. expensive. But Dude, yeah, isang sako, you know, isang sako ng kain ganon, two hundred oh. pesos only, bro. And then bigger, oh. bigger pieces. If a bigger pieces, de ba, it doesn't melt as fast as the smaller one. So, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm actually planning like have some friends over. They'll try it too. Like my friend who teaches yoga, like okay, let's do a yoga class and then let's like go into it. Like, yeah. Okay, um, so yeah, I don't want to keep you too long, Drew. I think I just have like a few more questions. I, I wanted to end somewhere. I think that's really close to your heart, you know, like family life balance. And it's like someone, you know, when I look at you, it's like, how does this guy who's doing so much, you know, still maintain these relationships with his loved ones, right? And I think if we refer to what you were talking about, okay, about longevity, I think aside from movement, and um, nutrition and sleep. There was also relationships. So right. I think that was so. That's so key to to live like a fulfilled, happy life. Like, mm. at a point, if you're healthy and you live long, but you're not happy with the people you love, right? So what's the point? But I right. just see that in you, man. And um, can you just kind of tell us, you know, what what your thoughts are on that and how you've been able to make space for your family throughout your career? Um. Unfortunately, my dad had the probably the baliktad um, formula. He um, he pretty much took care of us, um, and he was he was such a loving father. He was the best dad in the world. The reason why I am who I am because of my father, pretty much because the values, you know, like uh, just. Um, prioritizing family. It, that's because of him. But he didn't take care of himself. So he passed away um, because he had uh, pancreatic cancer. Anyway, uh, lifestyle, smoking, drinking, eating, didn't exercise. So that's why I'm also very mindful of, you know, how I live my life because, you know, exercise, sleep, ganyan. Because sayang yung binigay sa akin ng dad ko that, you know, hey, be mindful of the values, which I'm trying to pretty much share and bestow, you know, to the kids. At the same time, not being healthy, uh, which my father was able to do, you know. Um, but, um, yeah, that, that, that part is easiest because it's so natural. It, that 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 vibe of family first is so natural because that's why I'm so close to my siblings you know even though even even my parents broke up back in 1987 when I was seven years old we're still like us five we're like solid you know what I mean so um so that being family oriented prioritizing family yeah it was pretty easy. And it's funny that when my father died, that was the time when I actually said, all right, uh, I'm going to lessen my, my work because, uh, okay, you, you got you to gotta, you, you gotta 
like I, I guess backtrack and and ask yourself, okay, what's your main objective by in your life? Is is it to be rich? Hell no, right? I mean, of course not. It's 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 just mainly to be happy. How? Okay, para para magiging masaya. First, to be with your loved ones. You know, so you should go. All right, I'll 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 prob I'll probably plan uh like a a healthier and like uh more time efficient work schedule so that yeah I can earn a, a good amount just just a decent amount of money be comfortable but at the same time give time you know give good amount of time to my kids and to my wife as well so um I my mindset was all right I'll 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 work three days for TV, which I've been doing for a good number of years, like nearly nearly ten years. Na then, nah, all right, I won't overdo it. Um, so I just do Aha, which is a kiddie show, which I do, which I tape for like Tuesday, an hour maybe. Um, um, and then Biaini Drew, which is Wednesday and Thursday. This week, um, it's my free week, so I'm here with you, brother. Uh, it's that's why that's why I'm like. I, I don't have anything else, but um, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it, bro. That's why it's it's easy now to to balance everything because I have lesser work. If I have lesser work, then I I have more time with the kids and of course with my wife too. Yeah, I I mean yeah, just hearing that your your story, you know, grab the lessons that we we, we take from from our parents and like mm. the influences it goes into to fatherhood, and I, I remember. Your your IG stories before you anything for Primo, no? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Running through traffic. Um, could, could you kind of just recap that experience for us? How it happened? And mm. why, why do you think that resonated with a lot of people? Well, one, I think uh, it's a uh, you know it's uh, the great equalizer. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> um. It kind of helped me also that I I. It, it, you know that that triathlete endurance athlete mentality. Na, all right, it's traffic. How many kilometers? <laughs> how many kilometers, pa Bob? Before I reach the house, ah, ten kilometers lang. I can run this. So, and then you know that priority of because it's a first kid, and you know, um, I I oh I my priority is always to sleep with them. Eh. So until now, I sleep with with the kids at eight p.m. Uh, the, the, I, I didn't know that it was going to go viral. I, I guess the relatability of it because, oh, uh, yeah, everyone's stuck in EDSA like multiple days. Like, I would rather share, you know, and and I think this is also, I'd, I would rather share that time with, with loved ones. And I think that's also one of the reasons why um, we're homeschooling the kids. Well, we're starting with Primo because, um, I don't know. I mean, it's just time, you know, I guess I, I stolen from you because of traffic, you know, going and coming back. It's, I don't know, dude, like I, I, I'm trying to learn from experience because you're going to come here, Savior and Nasal and like, that's already two hours of your life every day. And I mean, you know what I mean? So. So I think yeah, during the pandemic, a lot of people kind of like, hybrid, you know, using technology. For some people, it doesn't work. I get it. For some people, it doesn't work. 
And don't get me wrong, I I also like one pa- parents also need time away from the kids, uh, you know, because it's it's it gets tough, you know. Um, but majority of the time, diba sayang yung time wasted, sayang yung time wasted, and I think that video was ano nga parang oh nga, no? Kung wala lang traffic, then I I could be with with my loved one sooner and longer. Yeah, I think for sure, you know, like time, is something you can't get back. You know, like like money or anything, but but time is time is my you currency. Know. Um, so I I do want to end it with you know, just asking for some advice. You no, know, like from your perspective, uh, we talked about you know um that that anything for Primo video. Now you're a data four. You have goodness Primo, gracious, Leon. Alana Astro, um, is there any advice you can give for you know other career-driven people who wanna start a family? I mean, ako, me, me and my wife are already talking. Parang we're thinking of having kids soon. Um, I think you know for a lot of people listening to the show, it's been a lot about career. The how do I? And that's what you're thinking of when you're in your twenties, right? Late twenties, early thirties. But yeah, is there any perspective you can share with us of something you've gathered um, kind of down the line after, you know, through four kids? It's easy for people to fall into that trap of prioritizing career only to realize that that's not what will make them happy. Maybe um, people could think about what could actually truly make them happy when they get old? Na. Work your way back. When you reach a certain age, what would be of value to you? Um, you think it would be the amount of cars or you know the you think it would be your your status? I think for me, it would always be how people think of you, how how your family members would also think of you. Ako, iniisip ko would always be, man, when, when, we, when we get old, sana, sana parang the love and respect of our kids are there pa rin. Yun lang. I mean, it's, it's, just, it's as simple as that because at the end of the day, that's what, that's what, you, ako, that's what we're going to value. All I'm saying is that don't fall into that trap lang that career is the only thing that will, you think that will make you happy. Ganda. Pretty much, yeah. Thanks for that, man. Um, let's. I think I just want to end it with just a last question. Um, and I think it's something I see with you personally. So it's a little lighter, but you know, humor. I want to ask about like the importance of humor in your life. And I see <laughs> okay. it on your podcast. Um, with with Ia, you guys are always laughing, always having a good mm-hmm. time when I mm-hmm. meet you. Like you know, you're such a magaan kasama, diba? And I just wanted to ask if you know, do you guys, um, how, yeah, how do you value like you know, just having a sense of humor in life, you know? Ah, oh, so important. I grew up with Kenkoi siblings, and my dad was Kenkoi, and every every day was it's just like fun and you know, laughter and jokes and whatnot. So parang it was it was natural for me to. To have that personality, I guess, um, you know, being a goofball uh, in front of the kids, making them laugh. I mean, I'm not trying to be a goofball. It's just 
part of my personality, I guess. And um, I don't know. It just makes the, I guess it makes the household lighter and just a happier environment to live in, which is very important because when you, kayo naman yung foundation ng household, or whatever group you go to, when you set the tone na, oh, it's light, it's bubbly, it's fun, no nega vibes, and it's just like a, you know, such an easier environment to, to work in or just to be in uh, generally. So, I don't know. It's been working for me, uh, I guess. Lalana, when I go to, you know, I, I go and meet new people and um and and when they open up to you also because they know that all right this dude's like very light and whatever and they're very comfortable opening up and I hope that's that's a compliment to me and and for me i guess that's also a compliment to to the people who brought me up because personality they they molded me into who i am right now and if if ever um, you know, uh, some people would get something positive out of that, then that's a bonus. I'm sure they will, man. Drew, thank you so much for sharing all your insight. It's been really fun to catch up and talk with you, like, sincerely for, for a long time, since, like, such a, like, a decade ago. Um, yeah, bro. Wishing you the best, man. Like, continue what you're doing. Um Keep putting your stuff out there and uh, really happy for you. Thanks for, for being in the pod. Uh, thanks for having me, Gio. I'm, uh, I love what you're doing. Uh, man, can you please produce or show more movie reviews? I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please remember that we really love it when you guys engage with the content and social media. Feel free to tag us in your stories and share anything you've learned about these episodes. We super appreciate it when you guys do that. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Quentong Creatives and on TikTok at kcreatives.go. It isn't no, no, no.